Greetings, June Squad. It is I, Jay, master of all things nerdy. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion and defender of the nerd faith, Christopher. Just in time for Halloween, we are recording from Camp Crystal Lake. Surprisingly, a mass killer on the loose is not the worst thing about this camp. Really? Yeah, they're running a sweatshop in the cafeteria. They've got those poor kids making wallets from dawn to dusk. Huddle around the campfire, kiddos, because you are just in time for the Just Us Nerds. Wait, did you hear that? What is that? In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Aw, yeah. Whoa, that was a close one. Yeah, damn goalie has got to stay in the goddamn crease, not chasing me around the lake. I have no idea what that means, but I'm sure it has something to do with sports. So we're (laughs) reaching out to our sports fans. Bravo, Christopher. Um... Yeah, so I, I, I wanted to do, uh, I wanted us to do a Halloween-themed uh, episode. You know, I, it's one of my favorite holidays. Oh, no, uh, it's mine too, man. Uh, so, yeah, we've got, we've got a couple of Halloween scary kind of yeah, things. Yeah, spooky. Uh, spooky uh, uh, stuff uh, for, for today's show. Uh, and, yeah, we'll do our normal show like like always. I mean, if there's stuff that we've been reading that's not necessarily Halloween-related, we can we can talk about it. Okay, good. Uh, but uh, I, I thought this would be a great time to, you know, we haven't talked about, we haven't had a, a show in a while where we just talked about something we've read a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've said that we wanted to do that. We said we, there was a couple shows that we were going to do based on old ones that we've read. Have you read? Kind of, yeah. the, you know, have you read this kind of a, kind of a thing. So, and if you haven't, you, you, need you better to, read it. You need to, and bring money. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is going to be our next t-shirt. It's going to be the Justice Nerds podcast and on the back. It'll say bring money. Bring money. I love that. I love that. So what, what I'm going to talk about is actually something that you, you've never read before. You said you've seen the movie. It's got a movie based on it. Uh-huh. And, uh, I've seen is, the movie, so. That it's, uh, it, did you like the movie? I did. Okay. I did. It's, uh, it scared the hell out of me. Yeah, right? Um, and, of course, we're talking about... 30 Days of Night. I'm talking about the graphic novel, 30 Days of Night. Uh, this was this was a uh, IDW uh, print. It's one of, actually one of their earlier, uh, when the company, I think, was still pretty young. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, so th- this is, uh, I'm talking specifically about volume one, because this has gone on to become kind of like a Walking Dead. Like a Master of, Series. On, ongoing, yeah, Master Series. This is written by Stephen Niles, who... He's he's just written some really great uh, horror type comics. He also did a really scary one, uh, uh, really creepy about Bigfoot, w- which I would recommend. Chewbacca. Uh, it is not. This is not Harry and the Hendersons. This oh. is like, oh yeah, this is this is like straight up horror. Get out of here! Uh, right. Go on. You throw rocks at him. Yeah. Oh, why Jeff? I'm trying to be scary. That's the saddest uh, part of Harry and the Hendersons. And you're invoking things that are gonna make don't me cry. Don't you see we don't love you anymore? Harry, don't worry. He, Mr. <laughs> Henderson still loves you. He just he doesn't want Jack LeFleur to shoot you. That's yeah. Uh, oh, man, why'd you have to do that? Totally right. throwing off my spirit. All, right, all, right, all right, I'm trying to create an ambiance here of, of, of fear. So, um, so yeah, Stephen, Stephen Niles wrote it, um, and it's drawn by a man named uh, Ben Templesmith. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you just flip through it so you can see a bit of yeah, Ben's yeah, artwork. Yeah. 
he has got just a great Oh, he does watercolor. Style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he does this great kind of watercolor. and But like the heavy pencil, too. Like, if you look, it, it looks like when he did it, the inkers, they didn't cross out or they didn't get rid of any of the lines that they had already done. No, no, it's That's great. That's kind of cool. It's a nice fusion of this sort of... A- there's a bit of amorphous. Some of the characters have kind of lack lack form, but but then you have yeah the hard. Nobody lines around here has a uh, left friggin' eye. <laughs> right, right. I, I love how. Right, I mean, so so let me before we go much more into it as you're as you're flipping through it. Uh, for those of you that that aren't familiar with with this, Thirty Days of Night is a story that takes place in the isolated town of Barrow, Alaska. Barrow, Alaska. Barrow, Bar- I think it's Barrow. Barrow, Alaska. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's a like town, a wheelbarrow? Like a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Um, it's a town that's so far north that it experiences 30 days without sunlight. You don't say. Hence the name. He said it. He, oh, he said it. He said the name of the movie. <laughs> Hence the 30 days of night. So the town's basically preparing to shut down for these 30 days, unaware that they're being, being stalked. They're being stalked by... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean... And By a monster! It's basically, it's vampires in the snow. Yeah. It's vampire. I mean, it's... What better place for vampires to stage an attack but a city that has no daylight for 30 days? Yeah, right. Now, here's my question. I know that we're, or that, that vampires turn into wolves, they turn into rats, they turn into bats, and they turn into fog. You think in this, like, they turn into, like, a snowshoe hare with fangs? That would be very useful. They don't do that, at least oh. not in this volume. But well, God fix. darn it. They ought to. They ought to. Uh, like, that reminds me of a... Did you ever read when you were in school the, the Banicula? No. What? Banicula. All right, the there's vampi- another one. The Vampire Rabbit. Banicula. He was the... See? It, 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 so, so... I remember Ducula. So, yeah. Ducula, Count Ducula, but um, he didn't like blood. Uh, he he did not. He liked tomato juice. Yes, but but I'm getting off. I'm getting off point. So no, at no time did the vampires in this book shapeshift into anything. Uh, this is probably uh, there. It, it's a very grounded approach to vampires. There, they do away with a lot of sort of the Count Dracula sort of. Uh, so it's like a blade thing. Mist. No, like no crosses, no garlic. Crosses, no. Cr- oh, there is such some. This has some of my my favorite dialogue. Uh, oh, in it. Uh, cool. I'm going to see if I can I can find the, the correct spot, but uh, it it's basically just. I, I mean, this this book is. Uh, God, how old is it? When did when did uh, Thirty Days of Night come? Out? It it is came out in two thousand three. So it's oh, thirteen okay. years old. So sorry, guys. There's going to be spoilers as I'm as I'm talking about this. Uh, the you know the, the town is just uh, it is just overrun by by these creatures that 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 feed off of, of human blood. And there's a great part in the book. I'm probably not going to be able to find it, but they're talking about how uh, man is just helpless before them. That it's that's one of the things that's really cool uh, about uh, this book is it really captures, it creates a sense of helplessness in the face of just overwhelming doom. Here it is, I, I found it. When the attackers, when the attackers first happened, they tried to fight. They tried everything. Bullets, knives, wooden stakes. Stella even tried to cross. The thing just laughed at her. It would have killed her if Eben hadn't been there to help. 
I mean that that oh. that, that kind of stuff. It's that's it's, some spooky shit. Yeah, it's it's really good, and uh, th- I think one of the things about in you know traditionally in vampire stories, there's always an out. Like you always you know just put garlic around your neck, just hold up a cross, just uh, you know if you have a wooden stake or if the sunlight comes or something like that. Right. You have a way to escape. But this creates these, these these creatures, these animals that are just apex predators, and they have no weakness. And so they're sharks of the land. They are land sharks, yes. Mm. They are quite literally... Did you ever see that old Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Pizza. Uh, I, I didn't order pizza. I didn't order pizza. Candy Graham. I don't know about that. I, I don't know what else they said. Oh my god! I did. And then they open the door. And then they open the door and they get eaten. That was. The, you're gonna have to edit that out. Later. That was. The, okay. No, you like my long awkward. I love these. All right. Or as we call these the Alzheimer moments. These are the the pre. These are James J. The pre Alzheimer's. God help me. Um, some of the character designs in this are really great. I mean, they have some great. Uh, you know, some of the vampires are just visually very impressive. We have this one vampire Kingpin. that resembles sort of like a Wilson Fisk. Yeah, he yeah. looks like sort of a kingpin with these blood red glasses on his face and uh there's even that there's a creepy little girl uh, things that they used uh, before in, in the movie yeah yeah um one of the things i like about the graphic novel over the movie if you if you saw the movie uh it, there's some changes that they've made from the graphic novel uh the vampires in the movie sort of speak in their own language uh in the movie, I don't oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Really, I've they, seen, I've seen some where they speak of vampire language, they like in Blade Two or Three. But, but in Thirty Days of Night, they don't really speak English. They don't really yeah. talk to the people. They just sort of eat them. Uh, what I find more creepy in this is that the, the, the vampires, they do speak and they do talk to them, and it's just creepy the way they interact with the hmm. people. So I, I'm, I'm looking at a, a page where uh, the sheriff. Sort of our, our hero, our uh, our Rick Grimes, if, if you, you will. will. Yes, if if you will, uh, is the, uh, trying to go through the town to scavenge for supplies. Is his name Van Helsing? His name is not Van Helsing. No, uh, it's my favorite th- rock band. Even even Olman, even Olman. Good that's God, a, that's a very kind of like uh, German, kind of German. I thought more of like a Dutch or something. Well, but of it's Swedish. It's, it's almost like Van Helsing. Even, even Olman. I don't know if we have any uh, listeners from Sweden, but uh, or, or Germany. But uh, if, if I'm right, if we're right about that, uh, send us an email at uh, nerds pc at gmail.com and let us know. And then we can put it into Google Translate and figure out that they're cursing us out. Probably. So, Eben is is uh, scavenging for is supplies. Is he even scared than the first time? Oh, <laughs> you. <laughs> he, he bumps into the vampire, this very imposing fellow that looks kind of like Wilson Fisk, like the kingpin, this very kind of large uh, vampire. Just a big, fat, white dude, bald head. And he says to him, Doing a little shopping, Sheriff? I surmised there were more of you somewhere. This cold wreaks havoc with our sense of smell. And the man goes, I, 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 I just want to get this food. People are hungry. I won't stand in your way. Vampire goes, Nor I yours. I have just one favor to ask. Tell me where the weapons are hiding. He has this, like, this, this blood dripping down his face. I mean, it's just creepy moments. Uh, now I gotta ask: When you read this, did you have the lights on? 
I I may have. Well, you kind of uh, have to anyway. Yeah, well, I, I kind of yeah, I, I kind of need the lights on to, to, to read it. I could just see you literally. You're sitting in <laughs> under, bed under a blanket. Yeah, with a yeah, flashlight. with a flashlight. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's 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 how I read this. And then all of a sudden, someone walks in. Ah, Jesus! Oh, son of a bitch! Don't do that to me. Kendra, are you touching yourself? No, no, you're the worst. So, so I, I, you know, I, I really recommend this. Thirty Days of Night, Volume One. Um, it is if you're looking for something scary or genuinely creepy to read this huh. Halloween. Uh, it, it has kind of the vibe of you know if you like uh, you know, John Carpenter's the thing. Yeah. Uh, that that sense of isolation and just uh, being in the face of certain doom. It, mm. it, it captures that kind of the grim atmosphere. I kind of like it. Um, so, uh, so, so that's one thing I wanted to talk about. I, I've been doing, I've been reading actually a lot of comic books. Are you still on your G.I. Joe tale? Uh, no, let's see. I've read uh, the second edition to Masks. I told you about that. And that's... Why, why don't you talk about it on here? Right. So I don't, I don't have all the info. I don't have like, hold on a second. So why don't you talk so that I can look crap oh, up. Oh, okay, and, sure. You know. I, I can talk about some of the things I've been yeah, reading. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not as organized for this podcast as I usually am. Uh, I, I've been reading a lot of the DC Rebirth. Uh, they, DC's been crushing it. I mean, I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. I, the, the titles that, that really stand out for me are uh, I've been enjoying uh, Man of, uh, no, excuse me, Ac- Action Comics and Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, kind of, I started off bitching a little bit about how I didn't like not a little bit, dude. Trail, but uh, they, they've, I really like it. I really like it. In fact, one of my uh, my favorite issue so far on this run, it's not a very big sort of spectacle event. There's no doomsday. There's no end-of-the-world event. It's just an evening at the county fair with the Smiths, who are, of course, the, the Kents. Yeah. So yeah. Clark and Lois and, and little Jonathan. And it, it's basically about Superman's day off. And it, it it's got some nice comic relief moments in there. It's, it's bringing me back to the character of Superman. Where you're like, okay, I kind of like this. I like this guy. This is the Superman that I always yeah. wanted. There's um, there's a moment, actually, that's, that's pretty funny, where uh, he promises Lois and Jonathan that he's going to take the night off from being Superman. Right. And, of course, what should happen when they go to the county fair? But some punks decide they want to rob the ticket booth. So <laughs> can't he just let it go? He can't. He can't. He's su- that's what's so beautiful about him. He can't let it go because he's Superman. So he's not wearing his costume. So what do they happen to have laying around? A Superman costume. No, no, not a, not a Superman costume. But they have like a some, Batman. No medieval. No, you're almost. You're close. Um, clothes from like a Renaissance, like medieval uh-huh. festival. So you don't actually see him foil the robbery. But you, you do see him excuse himself from Lois and John for a minute. You think they know what he's doing. Well, he goes, oh, excuse me, I, I think the uh, the dairy, uh, all that ice cream must have uh, upset me. <laughs> Silly fuck, Kent. We know that you're not lactose intolerant. You're Superman. But but anyway, there... That's his other weakness. That's his other weakness. Kryptonite, magic, and lactose And lactose. <laughs> Who knew? Little known fact. Superman cannot eat cheese. But... Uh, so he's that's the next villain, man. Havati. I am Captain Havati. Yes, <laughs> I am the Provolone Punisher. Oh my god! I am the Cheddar Assassin. Yeah. Oh. Um. I want that. Yeah. Uh, DC. You can. You can you have can, those. You ideas. can have that. You can have that. You can that's, have that. Free. No charge. <laughs> but 
there's this moment then at the very end of the comic book where Lois Clark and Jonathan are getting on a roller coaster, and it's and you think for a moment that Clark's not going to make it right onto the roller coaster. Jonathan bumps out. He's like, "Dad promised he would be on the roller coaster, and he's not." And blah blah blah. And then who should show up at Clark, and he sits down next to him yeah. as well. Well, the people that are in the booth for the roller coaster, I guess, leave their speaker on, and so everyone can overhear their conversation and you hear, Oh yeah. Did you hear that? Uh, the ticket booth got robbed up front. No way. Yeah. But someone stopped it. Really? Who was it? Was it Superman? It could have been. No, no. They said it could have been Superman. He was wearing a big black cape. Oh, it must've been Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the whole time Lois is like, looks over at Clark and is like giving him a dirty look. And, and there's this moment where on Clark's face, it's like, he has this, you know, that where your girlfriend, you know, you like, you know, she's caught you in a lie or yeah. caught you. And you you and screwed like, up. No oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a really nice human moment, and and I'm glad to see that DC is doing that with with Superman. Some people might. I'm going to use my catchphrase. I liked it. Not everybody might have liked it. It's it's not an end of the world. But event. you found it fun. I found it fun because it introduced a little bit of humanity right. back to the character. So what'd you read? I did read a recent purchase of someone's comicology. I read I wonder who. the Big Trouble in Little China Escape <gasps> from New York. Oh, you bastard. I oh, my God. Yet. All, right, all right, all right. So this is by Boom. Uh, Boom, Boom. Studios. Boom. Boom. Boom Studios. Uh, it's by Greg Peck, Daniel Bayless, and Treona Farrell. Oh, I'm sorry. Peck. Peck. Peck, 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 Peck. But it's P.A. So. You, you got that reference, though. Yes. So anyway... <laughs> Um, I stole the baby! Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Don't I know you? I stole the baby from you, Daikini, when you were taking a pee-pee. <laughs> so, this is pretty much everything I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? Yes. All right. And it's not like, you know, oh, you accidentally look like me. Oh, you accidentally. It's like, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter in my cup. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They fucking hit this nail right on the head. Really? And, okay. Right. What happens is... Set it up, man. Good old Jack Burton. Jack Burton, me. Riding the old Pork Chop Express. All right. Is going through, you know, going through the highway, driving along. Well, all of a sudden, a time warp opens on the highway. He ends up going through the time warp, and where does he end up? Where does he end up? In Chris? the realm of Snake Plissken. Now, what's neat... Is as he's driving along, it literally looks like here. Go ahead, go for it. It literally looks like uh, Mad Max. Like these cars just show up and they're all just shooting at him and doing all this kind of stuff. And then Jack Burton is like, "Well, gonna have to stop these guys," you know. And he does the fucking, you know, spins around. Oh, and I'll explain that too. Doing driving around and he's like knocking all these vehicles out of the way. Uh huh. But meanwhile, his co-pilot. Is, is Lopan. It's oh. the ghost of Lopan. He won't leave him alone He's now. stuck with the ghost of Lopan. And I, he, I don't think he can hear him, but like you just see his comments where he just looks at him and goes, you're a moron, you know? And, oh, that he can't hear is him. awesome. So here, keep going. So he goes through, like I said, and then the Mad Max scene. Whoa. But what's neat is after he like destroys most of them, there's one car left and he gets out and there is... A, an Asian guy who looks 
like his, his 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 buddy Han. Han, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Wang. Wang, Wang. But what it turns out is that's not Wang. That is not Wang. I hate it when, you know, you get the the wrong someone's Wang, you know, your Wang confused with someone else's Wang. Right. So um comes to find it, like I said, it's it's not Wang. It is not, it is not Wang. No. Nope. It is not Wang. No, nope, it is not. Um hold on, I'm trying to find who it is. So anyway, when he gets out, um, there, there's these guys left, right? Mm-hmm. And they look at him, and here, keep going. They, they think he's they Snake, think he's Snake Plissken. They think he's Snake. They look Plissken. and they're like, look at him. I love this. I love this line because he's like, oh, you're Snake Plissken. He goes, yeah, that's right. It's me, Snake. Snake Plissken, the uh, the snakiest of them all. Oh, and then they run God. away scared. And the thing is, is now that gang is trying to kill Snake Plissken because of after all that he did to the gang. So now Snake finds this out because he's reading it. Here's it in the radio. Uh-huh. And they're talking about the CB. Uh-huh. Seven brother marauders have been murdered by a guy named Snake Plissken. And Snake's sitting in the bar and he's like, wait a minute. I, if I'm going to do some killing, it wasn't me. And the people at the bar look at him like, I love that. And they bring it back. Go back, <laughs> go back, go back. And they look and they go Plissken like that. And he goes, Call me Snake like that, oh, and then it, the man. fight is on, you know. But um, so now Snake Plissken is going to find out who um, who's this dude who's who's who, doing who, who's the imposter. Who, yeah. So yeah, he's going over here. Keep going because he talks about who uh, Wang is. Just so you know, we're actually looking, literally looking through the comic book as, so we're, he, as we're talking to you. This guy who looks like Wang looks brings like him. Wang to this old carnival kind of a base. Mm-hmm. And he's they're in 2001, and he, he still thinks it's 97. Okay. So uh, his name is Bobby Lou. Okay. And he's like, no, my name's Bobby, like that. And he's looking at me and goes, well, come, so here's the deal. Basically, what this is, this is Earth 2. It's like a parallel universe. This is Earth 2. So Jack Burton is Snake, Snake Plissken. Plissken. In a different... In a different dimension. In a different dimension. Right. So wow. you, you kind of find out in the way that so now these marauders are coming to go after. Um, what happened was is <laughs> Bobby is cool. does like supernatural research uh-huh. and he used this scroll and apparently he brought he wanted to bring Snake mm-hmm. to this world. So this isn't even Snake's world. Okay. And he opened up the scroll to bring back Snake. Well, apparently he said it wrong and he brought them both. Oh, uh, that's cool. So this is almost an, an Earth three. So there's. Jack Burton's world, Snake Plissken's world, and then the world that they're in. And they both are brought in. And so now they're both going to, you know, uh, have to work together to go and fight the Marauders. Twice the Kurt Russell. Yeah. We get, you know what I was waiting for? I was waiting for, like, maybe a Stargate would pop up and, (laughs) And then in comes, I don't know, what was the name of his character? Colonel McSuicide. Yeah, Colonel Colonel McPlissken. Colonel McSuicide. Oh, man. So... This looks like a lot of fun. It, it's this a lot looks, of fun. This looks like crazy stupid And the one thing fun. I like is somebody looks at me and goes, Hey, Snake, you got your eye fixed. He goes, yeah. <laughs> like, like, just kind of walks off. But you got to read this. If, if you guys take the moment, you got to sit down and actually read uh, this book. It's really goofy, really silly, but it's got a good action in it. And, and I, I think it's pretty damn funny. I would go see a movie... I would go see this movie. Yeah. I would see this yeah. movie. Kurt Russell, if you're listening, please make this. Please. So I've actually said, um, looking at Snake, I was like, you know, that would be a fun cosplay. 
Oh yeah, that would be a fun oh, cosplay. So I'm, yeah. I'm contemplating. I might do a snake Plissken cosplay. You're gonna have to grow out the hair. I'll though. get a wig. You gotta get some. You know, the only thing that's gonna be bad is that damn eye patch because I know, like, looking on my left hand side, I'll be tripping and hitting stuff. You get a headache too. Yeah, oh, yeah. How does he? I don't know. How does Fury look at both monitors? <laughs> he turns his head. That man's playing Galaga. That man is playing Galaga. You didn't think I wouldn't notice. All right, so that's what I've been reading. All right, cool, cool, awesome, man. Um, All right, uh, movie get to, talk. Get to some movie talk. Movie talk. We got a lot of stuff to talk about because we had we, the uh, we've been busy. New we're York Comic Con, right, right? Because New York Comic Con happened right about when we were doing the Melbourne Play and Comic Con. Okay. So, um, yeah, guys, if you've been listening to the past episodes, it's kind of our live, you know, uh, interviews. And I don't know about you, I would love to say it. It was an awesome time oh it was great every person that we talked to had heard of the show which was kind of which was a a great thing for me and you know you uh, had that one that one friend that was saying hey i, I love these guys right and you were like i is these guys I is these guys yeah so uh, all right so we had uh oh, new york new york city comic-con yeah and so they they had showcased a couple different things uh i i just have written down on here the power rangers trailer yes uh, they're okay. really treating this shit seriously. No, this is no longer a joke, bro. This is not like Saturday morning. Like, no, no, go, no. Go well, no, no. They it's... did with the movie too, but you knew that was like, you know, like the Ninja Turtles movie. They're like, okay, we got to make money off this cash cow with the one with Ivan Ooze. Oh, God. But this, this is a retelling of the original five story. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of neat for me is you have original Power Ranger alum, not who you would think, but original Power Ranger alum in the cast. You, you mentioned Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Right? Brian Cranston was in the original show. He actually played a bunch of the monsters. He did the voiceover work for the monsters. That's hilarious. He's now playing Zordon, the leader of the Power Rangers, Walter, the floating orb head. Walter White was, <laughs> yeah. was the monsters in the Power Rangers. And you Rangers. listen to him, you can hear it's his voice, but he's like, ah, ah, I'm going to fight these That is hilarious. So anyway... You find the story with these five kids, and it's basically, and you've seen the trailer, it's basically um, Breakfast Club meets the Avengers. It, it really is. Because they're all in trouble, they all have to go to detention, and they're all spending time there. And then a bunch of them end up in a, walk, a rock quarry, and they look at this rock, and they can see through it. It's kind of bluish. They don't really know... Um, you know what? What's you know what it is? And somebody, I don't know how he has it, but he has blasting charges. And he's like, fire in the hole, and he blasts open part of the rock, and they each get a power crystal. And are we gonna play it? I'm just, I, okay. I gotta run it with the sound off. <laughs> so um, they're each gonna get their power crystal, and it looks more like something from, um, from Jurassic Park. They're like little pieces of amber. They're not the gold coin with like the T Rex face on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, you look at the beginning scene and you have Jason there and Jason looks like he's wrecked his car from a DUI, you know, and that's Zach. Zach's a white guy. Billy's a black guy now. So now they're not racist anymore. That's good. Um, Trini, she looks, you know, Hispanic. And then Kimberly's the perfect, uh, perfect popular cheerleader. Say that five times fast. Perfect popular cheerleader. Perfect. Anyway, <laughs> so she cuts her hair and now she's a rebel, you know, and they're like, okay, well, you're kind of cool. Let's That's hang out. That's why I'm bald. I wanted to be a rebel. But so you went I, too far. I went way too far. Now you look like a dad. I regret the... the so I look at he's got blasting charges. I don't know where it came from. And so they, they do that. They each get the power crystal and 
Can you give some background to people that don't know about the Power Rangers? What is the significance of the Power Crystal? Basically, that's what gives them their powers. That's what gives them their suits, their Zord, the access to their Zords, their abilities, whatever. However, in this one, they get superpowers without their suits on. I, I kind of like that. Uh, yes, but I'm I'm going to say no for me. Really? Really? For me, I like that they were normal kids who had a martial arts background. But with that, that's what made them more powerful. With this, it's like, why do you even need the suit? Why do you even need it? Because... Well, maybe the, sh the yeah the suit's not what gives them the, the power. In the original show, yeah. the suit was yeah. a, it was like an Iron Man suit. And now, like they dive to the bottom of the water, and now they can just hang out underneath and just chill. And, you know, that's kind of that's kind of cool for us. Um, and then it looks like they're finding their way into the uh, the power base, which is you know their their base of operations, their bat cave, yes. if you will. Yes. And um, but you kind of see them sitting in this room. You get your first look at Rita Repulsa, where she's looking at Trini. She's actually in her bedroom, kind of like Freddy Krueger-ish. Rita, Rita Repulsa, this is, is the, the evil villain, witch. Is the villain of the Power Ranger yeah. series. So in this, it looks like they're using their power crystals. They're actually in the center of the power base, and that's where they're getting... You see their suits starting to evolve to grow over the top of them. I'm excited to see it. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, oh, I'll go up, because... I want to talk about a couple others. Sure. I sure. want to talk about John Wick too. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, right there. Um, for those of you who haven't seen John Wick 1, I yeah. highly, highly, highly recommend this. We're done talking about Power Rangers, but Absolutely way. done. Okay. But let's see. I'll tell you what the Power Rangers. I want to see them. Yeah, I, I like uh, how earnest they seem to be treating yeah. it. It's like, they're, this is not... It's not tongue-in-cheek. They, they, they're treating it like a real kind of science fiction property. Yeah, so I'm excited to see I, it. I like can't I wait to see how they treat the monsters. Right. Do you think they're going to do, like, giant monsters and have them fight? I think so, because they're getting zords, so I don't see why they wouldn't. That's cool. All right, so John Wick is basically the tale of an assassin who was retired for a while. Well, something happens that ends up bringing him out of retirement. This is actually, for me, this is what made me interested in watching Keanu Reeves again. Okay. Because I was like, you know, always making fun of him. I say, how far to the castle? You know, and I'm like, no one believes you. I'm so an assassin, and I'm here to kill you. But <laughs> but it's no longer like that. Not and that. what this is about, uh, John Wick 2, is the continuation of the first story. Basically, um, he has a blood oath that he has to fulfill, and he ends up going to Europe to uh, help out this assassin group. That dog was in the first movie. You see this stuff about it. He always has a classic car. Um, but one thing that I will say from a, a, a background that I always loved, Keanu Reeves actually trained himself in uh, three-gun uh, three competitions, which is handgun, shotgun, and rifle competitions. Everything that he does is actually what you would do in a combat situation. Like, there is no fluff or filler, like something you look at and you go... That's bullshit. You wouldn't do that. No, everything he does is tactically proven, and it, it will work. So they don't give. We really researched this this role. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think he did this even before, and they showed him, and he went, "Yeah, I'll do it. Cool." But for this, like, you know, it's it's a bang bang shoot about man. There's a a combat at every turn. You know. Oh um, look, we got Morpheus in yeah, it. We got we got uh, Cowboy Carl. And, Cowboy, uh, that's right, Cowboy Carl. Or Cowboy Curtis, I'm sorry. You were close. Close enough. So, it looks really cool. Um, the first one was such a surprise. Not many people saw it, and it, that was the thing. I actually stumbled upon it on HBO, and I was like, well, oh, give it a shot. And then I watched it, and I was like, wow. 
I need to see more of this. I wanted to see more of this character. So it was it was pretty cool. Um, this was not at the uh, New York Comic Con, but I, I think it actually just came out today. Actually, it did. Ooga chaka, ooga 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 chaka. I can't fight this feeling. Of course, we we're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume Two. Now, did you notice? I love that. It's there's a little sign. It says spacesuits are for emergencies, and someone or put for fun. Somebody puts tape and red red marker and says or for fun. Did you notice, by the way, about Yondu? He's on the team. But did you see his mohawk? No, 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 no. He actually has the tall mohawk from the comic. Really? Yeah, we'll we'll pause it and we'll sure, show you. Sure, sure, sure. So the the it looks just as great as everything uh, else. See? Yeah, see how tall yeah. it is now? Nebula's still in this. I love I mean I heard that she's gonna be made one of the guardians. I, I hope so. I hear that Mantis is gonna be in it as well, which is gonna be kinda neat. Um Who is, who's Mantis? Oh, you have to put me on the spot. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I thought I thought you knew. It, it, is uh... Mantis is an original member of the team? Um, oh, okay. But hold on, let me uh, this look was it up. So the, the first, uh, I love this part at the end with you need a hug. <laughs> and no, 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 I, I, don't, I don't, I don't need I don't, it. I don't, okay, all right. I, I don't. So I guess right. we're doing the hug. Mantis is a fictional character, a superhero appearing in American comic books. Blah 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 blah. Um, she was actually ranked 99 or 99th in the Comic Buyer's Guide of. Hundred sexiest women in comics. I didn't vote for her. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, the first Guardians was just such a breakout hit. I honestly want. I thought it was going to be Marvel's first dud when when I. Heard I remember that because you looked and this. you were like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. You know, I, I you know who would have thought that a movie about you know a talking raccoon and a talking tree. Uh, would you know? Would be. Did you notice too? By the way, Baby Groot. Did you see his jacket? Oh my God! Can we talk did you about see what Baby his, Groot? Did you see what his jacket is? No, he's I wearing. Didn't. It looks like a Peter uh, a Peter Quill jacket. It oh. looks like he's wearing a Star Wars jacket. I, I know. Th- oh my God! That is so cute. He's wearing the oh little red jacket. God. I know this is really weird. I just, as you all know, I just had my son. My son actually is seven weeks old today. Yeah, there we go. And so maybe it, I've got baby on the brain, but, but yeah. I see, Reminds me of my kid. That is so cute. You know what's really weird is now James goes to the grocery store and every like piece of fruit or pie or whatever he looks at. Oh, he looks like my baby. Oh my James, God. that's an avocado. Oh, but it does. It looks so cute. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I really, <laughs> I, re- I really like it. So yeah, actually, it came out. It came out today. October, yeah. We're, we're recording this October nineteenth. Yeah. So this. this wow. Way to way to ruin the fantasy. Oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry. We get great internet out here in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Russell, Russell, Russell. Ooh, what was that? What was that noise? <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Oh, we also got our first look at Mira. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She? Amber, Amber Heard. Man, um, let me tell very, you. The, the very beautiful Amber Heard. Uh, so, as, uh, Mira, uh, for those of you that aren't in the know, um, this is uh, Aquaman's... Uh, Wife? Guardian girlfriend? wife, uh, um, girlfriend becomes wife, ends up, uh, you know, but she's originally the queen's bodyguard. So like, like his mom, his mom. Oh, okay. I think right where the yellow is. I think it's. Uh, she didn't do a very, very good job because then his mom get killed. Listen, you know when when you've got when you've got, when you got Amber- Arthur when you got Arthur on the brain. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying. I'm thinking like if it's. Amber heard uh, then you, you let it you I, let it slide. See the problem is you're on YouTube, dude. Uh, uh, that, that is that is my problem. All right. Um, so, but I mean, this is the new Justice League trailer yeah, though, that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but she looks 
amazing in uh, in in the. They did better than really what I thought they were gonna do. I did not think it was going to be possible. But oh, I mean, that's straight. That's straight it, out of the. Comic. I mean, the red hair. She's got the crown. I mean, she. Li- it looks literally like the comic book has just popped, you know, off the book and oh, on the yeah. screen. I mean, she's. I'll say this for Zack Snyder. I've criticized uh, Batman v Superman for sure. But the guy knows how to establish visuals. I mean, oh, the, the guy is yeah. a master when it comes to establishing visuals. Absolutely. This was another one that we got. Oh, uh, the new Harry Potter uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yes. Now, basically what this is, this takes place in the 20s. This is before any of the Harry Potter saga or whatever. So the main character... Um, hold on a second. James. You know, I, I know that... Uh, he's played by um, what's his name, Redfoot, Redmain, Eddie Red, Eddie Redmain. There you go. Um, I ever since he did such a great job in the Danish Girl that when I see him in this now, I can't stop seeing him. Seeing me, Girl. it's the other way because like he, I saw him in um, the Stephen Hawking story. Ah, and the theory of everything. It was anyway. So this takes place. With uh, his name's Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Um, oh, I, I said that. Yeah. Redmayne. So it takes place in 1926, and Newt's commander has just complete, um, completed a world or a global exclu- or excursion. Can't read today. To find and document extraordinary array of magical creatures, he arrives in New York for a brief stopover. What happens? The case blows open. Now, what's neat about this is one of the books that Harry actually had to read in school was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by Newt's commander. So this is, is that monster book. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what cool. this is. Continuity. So it, it kind of takes place with it. it. It made me interested. And the one thing is. We got Colin Farrell. Colin like, Farrell's the bad guy. And I looked at it. I was like, wow, he's really good. But this takes place, like I said, in America. You get to see the American Hogwarts and all of their homes and everything like that. Let's make America magic again. Yes. All right. Oh, God. Alright, I know. Uh, I know. We do not we're not gonna talk politics. We're not gonna yet. talk politics, no. Not um, here. I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm It made me excited. interested. It made you know what it made me feel? Every year, remember around Christmas time we would get a Harry Potter movie. Sure, sure. We haven't had that in a very long time. And now all of a sudden we get it. And I looked and literally my heart just went, Oh, good. Okay. All is right with the world. It, it's you know, you wanna return to that world. No. You you, you wanna go back to that world. No, absolutely. Um, Let's let's go. Let's move along. Want to talk um, about TV? Uh, yeah, some exciting things happening in in TV, especially over on the CW. Oh, killing it! it it's killing pretty, it. I I'm watching uh, season two of The Flash right now. I'm watching Netflix. season two of The Flash, season one of Legends of Tomorrow, and then after we're done with The Flash, we're gonna watch Arrow. But I will tell you, Legends of Tomorrow so far is amazing. You you like it? I love it. All right, good. Please explain. I've just seen the pilot, so tell me what you like. Well, why don't you talk about something so that way I can look stuff up and actually have something <laughs> the goddamn talk about? This, You're pissing me off, folks. June Squad. This is what happens when Jay and Chris don't prepare before a podcast. Uh, so, The Legends of Tomorrow. If you're not familiar, hold with on. It, well, I can this, talk about it. Just a, you know, well, I can, I can st- just kind of uh, lead off and do your, All right, your research. There. Uh, it it uh, basically is a spinoff of the uh, the the Flash. It is a collection of different characters that are uh, they're kind of on a mission to travel through time 
to stop this, right. this bad guy called Vandal Savage from conquering the world. Who originally, when they said Justice League, they were doing a Justice League movie, and they hired Jason Momoa, who I thought, I thought he was going to be Vandal Savage. He would make a great Vandal Savage. But, you know, he's going to be Arthur. So, here it is. DC's Legend of Tomorrow. After seeing what doom the future holds done by Vandal Savage, time-traveling rogue Rip Hunter great name, realizes heroes alone are not enough to prevent impending catastrophe that threaten not only the planet, but all of time itself. Tasked with recruiting both heroes and villains, uh, Rip brings together a ragtag team uh, of divergent talents, which include Sarah Lance, um, who is White who, Canary, who was Black Canary, is now White Canary, Ray Palmer, the Atom, the Atom. we have Heat Wave, uh, villain, Flash right. villain, Captain Cold, uh, also Flash villain, who, by the way, are played by the guys who were the brothers on Prison Break, which right. I just find that so awesome. Well, what I also, uh, I'll tell you in a second, um, we have Hawkman and Hawkwoman. All right. All they right. are my favorite characters by far because they are so close to the timeline. Like, um, they are so close to their comic book counterpart. Like, uh, okay. they, they each talk about their past lives and how they were together, and you actually see parts of their past lives. I, I'm going to just give a little bit of background yeah, for those who aren't familiar with uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl. These are uh, two characters from DC that have kind of an unconventional origin story. They were originally from the time of ancient Egypt and have been uh, they, their uh, lovers, uh, husband and wife, uh, if you will. Uh, Even brother are, and sister, actually. Are, really? Yeah. That's kind of They gross. talked about one where they've been brother and sister. I don't think they were doing things, but... You know. uh, that's kind of got kind of flavors of... Listen, uh, bro. Luke and, Luke and Leia, kind of. But... Uh, yeah, and C-3PO just sat there and watched. He knew. He knew the whole time, and he... He held the babies. He, he, he could have said something. He didn't. Um, but they are fated <laughs> uh, in each lifetime, Hawkman and, and Hawk Girl, to, to find each other, and then they get killed. Uh and this is, they have a connection to the villain of the series, yes. Vandal Savage. Yeah. Each time he kills them, he gets a little bit stronger, yeah. kind of like in almost a Highlander sort right. of sort So of also, too, with it, we also get the return of uh, Mark, Dr. Martin Stein, but this time he brings with him Jefferson Jackson, who is the new Firestorm. They, they come together to become Firestorm. Um, and I'll tell you, so far... It's pretty damn good. Now, I'll tell you the weird part, okay? Mm -hmm. So, the guy who plays uh, Rip, or what did I tell you? Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter. Um, where is his actual damn name? Rip Hunter, male prostitute. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, whoa. No, 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 no. Easy there. Rip Hunter, time lord. Man about town. Um, so, anyway, his name is Arthur Darville. Arthur Dar Darville. I'd go with Rip Hunter, yeah. too, if my name well, was Arthur, Arthur Darville. Arthur is actually a Time Lord companion on Doctor Who. So now he's time traveling oh, on his own. Oh, that's hilarious. So all Doctor Who fans see him and they go, hey. And yep, he, he's so, now. So wait, clear this up for me, buddy. Is the name, his his real name on the show is Rip Hunter. The yeah. actor's name is Arthur Darville. And he played somebody else, a companion on Doctor Who. On Doctor Who. Yes. Oh, that is that is hilarious. So if anyone knows time travel and how to handle a ship, it's going to be him. It's going to be that guy. So what do you like about this show? I love. All right. So it's it's a combination. Like you come to find out that these heroes have been brought together, and originally Rip kind of blows smoke up their ass. Like he tells them, 
you six or you eight are, you know, you're legends. You are legends. Everybody knows who you are. Well, comes to find out, he goes, I picked you guys because you are the ones who have the least amount of touch on the timeline. If you die, it's not going to change anything. You are inconsequential. They're basically expendable. You they are, are absolutely expendable. And so I looked at it and I was like, well, shit. You know, I was like, and you know who takes it the hardest? Ray Palmer. Uh, because yeah. Ray is doing so much with his science. He's like, well, what about my science? And he goes, hogwash, you know? And, uh. He's like, it's crap. He's the character that he really does want to make a difference. Yeah. So that it's got to be crushing. Yeah. Well, what's tough for me is still, still, when I see him and I see that smile, I go, hi, Clark. You know? Because the Adam, uh, if, for those who aren't familiar, is played by the actor Brandon Routh, who was in a little movie a few years ago known as Superman Returns. Which he was played Superman. Which was good up to a part. Up to a part. And, you know, it's still, oh, so anyway, okay. so I really like it. So you said you've been watching season two of Flash, and as I thought, what did you think so far? I, I love it. I, I love it. We I get love Flash. We get another Flash. We get in. Oh, we get Jay Garrick Flash. That's what, what episode are you up to? I I am still. Uh, I am at the episode right after they've introduced Hawkgirl. I am right in the middle of the episode. Oh wow, you're way ahead. Where where it's it's Christmas and oh that's way ahead. Tri- Trickster yeah. and. Uh, uh, Weather Wizard. And I won't spoil it. Anyway, so that's way ahead. Okay. Do you know what I did like, though? So we have Jay Garrick, who is the original Flash, originally in the comic book line. Yeah. However, you know, you come to find out later on he belongs on Earth, too. But did you notice there was this female cop who had just been attacked, and she's laying down on the ground, and she goes, Flash, come help me. And they both come running, and they said, oh, help you. And there's that brick wall in between, and it looks just like the comic book. It's a, it's a perfect homage. Um, for, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, we're going into mega uber nerd mode here. I'm going to find the comic what, book. What we're talking about is, okay, so kids, uh, way back when, when The Flash was originally created, he, he was not someone who wore a, a red suit with the, the wings on his head. He was actually a guy who had a, a dish on his head. It's actually a wings. World War II helmet. And I like that. I or like that. It was a World War One. it was his father's World War One helmet that he put wings on because he could run so fast. I like that they did that. Originally in the comic, I think it was done as sort of an um, homage to uh, Hermes, Hermes, who was the Greek goddess. So the comic book that we're actually talking about is uh, Flash number one point. Flash of two worlds. Yep. So... Um, on the cover, they have that that exact scene where someone is going, Flash, help. And then you have both Jay Garrick Flash and Barry Allen Flash running at the same time. Neither one can see, see each, each other, other. But yeah. they're going to meet. Yeah. They're going to meet. And we find out that there's a new villain. And he's a speedster, too. He's a speedster, too. Which is Zoom. But, you know, like how I said. You, how do you feel about that? Here's the deal, though. You know what's funny is everybody probably listening to this like, We know. We seem not on CW. You guys suck. Well, I don't watch normal TV. So. Yeah, it's new to us, so fuck you and your judgmental tone. And I have a microphone, and you will listen to every goddamn word I have to say, Absolutely. unless you turn me off. Absolutely. Why do you get so hostile there? Maybe they're... Uh, they, they're we know... Dude, they're comic book nerds. They're, well, they're some, nerds just like us. out there like, listen to them talking about the out for a year. Worst podcast ever. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, well, how do you feel about that, that the villain always being someone who's a speedster? Um, for me, I mean, it's somebody who matches up to his ability, but however, I've already found out in season three, they're just releasing a new rogue. So finally we're going to see Mirror Master. So okay, we're, cool. we're going to see that. I don't know if they're going to be throwing out the, uh, the top, 
you know, uh, you know the the invincible top. I don't know if you remember him. He was a villain. He actually looks. He actually has like little. He had, tops he had little tops that he would throw at people. There is. I don't think it's spoiling anything to tell you, but in the Christmas episode where that has the, the trickster, does he punch Santa Claus in the mouth? He does not punch Santa Claus in the mouth. I'm no. sorry, no. But one of his death traps that he has are these exploding dreidels. So it's like hundreds upon hundreds of of dreidels, and they're exploding dreidels. So you made me think of that when you were talking about the top. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. So I, I'm really liking Flash. I really, I think Grant Gustin is just doing a great job. I love him as the Flash. I, I know it's kind of sad. Like now, uh, the new kid who's playing the Flash, uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. I actually look at him like, well, buddy, now you've got to live up to that. You're not Grant Gustin. That's all I think about. You know, it's sad because like I look at the movie and I'm like, you're not Grant Gustin. Go away. Go home. Like sitting in my second favorite chair. Who says? Who talks? Because like I that? remember seeing like Grant Gustin for the first time, like in a clip mm-hmm. for the Flash, and I looked and I went, "He's kind of small." Like that, I was like, "Flash is kind of a midget in this," but just the way that he brings it, and he's so. But he's not Barry Allen. I don't know if you know that. By the way he acts, he's more Wally. He, I've heard he's well, definitely we'll more Rick, Wally. Rick Shea from our, our uh, from Famous Faces and Funny. He he said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he's he's definitely more Wally, but. I, I like it. He's the everyman. He is he is the Spider-Man of the DC universe. Oh my God! So he's Captain Guilty. Yes, he is. He, he, he is because he's rebuilding the city at the night. And yeah, putting everything back in. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm really enjoying that. So we, we started off just talking about it being a big year for the Arrowverse. So got yes. Supergirl coming to the CW, which is a big thing. What you want to talk about? Superhero Fight Club. Oh my God! We kind of so, we we addressed it so briefly. I put it, on, I put it on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So what they did is they always have this thing where it's called the Superhero Fight Club, and it's this giant looks like a giant jungle gym, and Cisco and um, Caitlin, Caitlin Kate, Snow, not Caitlin. Um, um, Oh my god, I can't think of her name. Uh, from Arrow. Uh, oh, Felicity. Felicity, So yeah. Cisco and Felicity kind of build this little, like, danger room. Yeah. And But what you see is Supergirl's actually chained to a chair, and here comes Arrow and, and Flash, and he's like, do you know why we brought you here? And she goes, oh my god, is this a superhero fight club? She goes, but she's like, you know I let you take me, right? Because, I mean, she's the strongest woman, you know, in, in the universe. And Maybe she was hoping for a little Fifty Shades of Grey action. I don't know! <laughs> But then she was like, ooh, ooh, Super Fight Club, even better. You know what's funny is is, uh, Gwen has actually told me with this. She said that Supergirl, she actually watched the entire season of Supergirl. Okay. And Supergirl, to her, reminds her if Felicity had superpowers. She's very quirky, very awkward, very, you know, all this kind of stuff. So anyway, so they've got this danger room going. And the Atom's there, Firestorm's there, White Canary's there, Black Canary's there. And down comes this, and there is Felicity and Cisco running the danger room. And their job is to make them better, but also to screw with them. Right. So they play music as it's going along and as oh, they're training. Axel Rose, welcome to the jungle. Yeah. You know, and, and you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, it's... And it's just so cool that you see these guys work together as a team, but also to make themselves better. So I, I think as, you know, when the CW was establishing... You know, these, these characters. I think that's one of the things we love about things like this, movies like The Avengers. You finally get to see these great characters inter- you know what's interact. You know what's kind of neat, If you look, look at all their logos. Did yeah, you see that? The, yeah. the, the computer is, is scanning all of their faces, and it'll actually say The Flash, and it has a lightning bolt before it. Canary with the canary in front of it. Arrow with the arrow, you know? And th- this is great. See, this for me, even if 
even if Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League sucks, I have this. Yep. I no, I agree this. with you. Isn't that terrible, Chris, that like in a world where we're inventing cures for horrible diseases and things like uh, this is what I get excited about. Yeah. Like it's I'm a nerd. What can I say? All right. Um, okay. So we're going to round out uh, movie talk by talking yeah. about it's something uh, spooky and Halloween. Spooky and Halloweeny. Um, <laughs> Jay and Chris's top 10 Halloween flicks. Oh, I did 15, but it's oh, cool. Why, why'd you do that? I was going to say it was going to be the bonus track. You're the bonus. Oh, all right. 15, the bonus. 15. All right. Well, we're good. We're good. Um, so I can pick some out. You want to go first or you, you want me to go first? No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I will say though, I've seen bits of yours and you went a whole lot scarier than I did. Like I picked my favorite Halloween stuff that I looked at as a child. Mm-hmm. And, I, and for me, like I have to watch certain things. Like, you do the 30 days, you do 30 nights of Halloween, and you watch, like, a Halloween theme every night. I have a tradition in my home, the 31 days of Halloween, which is leading up to Halloween, I try to watch a scary movie or Halloween-themed thing every single night. Every year I fail at doing it, but I, that's not the point. It's a, it's an ideal that's right. to strive for. So, all right, all right so here are my picks in no particular order. No, why don't you start it? Ten. Did you pick these? Like, this is your favorite? No, or? no, no, no. They're, right. in no. they're in no particular order. These That's are the same. wonderful movies. For, all right. You know, well, I'll uh, give you my bonus tracks after. Okay. Yeah, give the, the bonus tracks. So I have on here John Carpenter's Halloween. How yeah. can you not? I mean, uh, it's the original. That is the quintessential Halloween movie. It takes place on Halloween. It, it's yep. uh, as the. This was really sort of the, the template upon which all slasher movies yeah, were made. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we And Jamie Lee Curtis running around and she's looking pretty damn good. She she was I think this was like her first role. I, I think it was. Um, but you know, the whole thing about uh, you know us being at Camp Crystal Lake and the whole Jason thing, I mean uh, Mike Myers got there first. John Carpenter yeah. did it did it first. And little side note, as you would know, do we all know where the mask came from? The Michael Myers mask. Uh, you mean, is it a William Shatner mask? It damn right was. It was all they had left, and they spray painted it white. How amazing is that? I wonder how William Shatner feels about that. Right. Uh, Shatner, sir, Mr. Shatner, if you're listening to this, I really would be interested in your opinion. You can write us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com or send us a message on SoundCloud or send us a message on Facebook or send us a message on Because I'm, I'm actually Instagram. curious about that. I'd like to know how he feels about it. So, so anyway, uh, here are my other picks. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Agreed. Uh, one mix of funny and, and horror. Just the first one? Because um, the second one has a Christmas, New Year's Eve kind of thing to it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want to include sequels. I could have included also John Carpenter's Halloween 2. Which, if you look you mean at, John Carpenter's one through fifteen, whatever it was? No, well, I mean, really, one and two is kind of like uh, a like retelling story. God, no, 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 Godfather one and two. It's one big long story. Yeah, uh, I agree. So uh, Halloween uh, occurs, you know, at the beginning of the night. Halloween two occurs later in the night. Yeah. Uh, All right, what else you got? Uh, I got Dog Soldiers. What the hell is that? Okay, get ready, get ready to get schooled, my friend. Okay. Dog Soldiers is this fantastic little gem, all right, about a group of uh, soldiers in the Scotland Highlands that uh-huh. are conducting an exercise when they are beset upon by a group of werewolves. No! Listen, man, look, I, I got to tell you, this. I'm going to show you a little clip of that while what we're talking about it. This, oh, it says 2002? No, 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 no. It's it's not made in 2000. Um, this this movie 
is... Is this the movie? Th this, yeah, this is a clip from the movie. So you've got, first of all, some of the best-looking werewolves... Really? Uh, in, ...in movie. Oh, Chris, yeah. You know how picky yeah. I am. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Because I just see here. a guy stumbling around. No, 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 no. This is this is toward the very end. You might have just, like, picked that one, maybe. Yeah, it's... Whoa, all right. Yeah, yeah. We, you have some of the, the best-looking werewolves uh, on, on film. Uh, it is a... Oh, too you know, much for that one. It was it was described in the uh, actually on the cover. I remember on the DVD art. Okay, so it's uh, DVD. Uh, it is aliens meets the howling with a predator twist. Now you hear that right? Yeah. And you got to think this is going to be garbage. <laughs> this is going to be horrible. Chris, I love this movie. <laughs> I mean this, this I mean this movie. I don't know why it shouldn't work. It works. I mean, it oh just my works. God. So you basically... I'll have to sit down and watch it. I will have, at least give it one uh, round. You need to give it... You can, I look, give it one It's round. available on YouTube. You can yeah. you can find it piece I can piece. watch the whole damn thing. All right, what else Dog you got? Dog Soldiers. All right. Yeah. Another werewolf movie. An American werewolf in London. Absolute classic. Uh, Absolute classic movie. That's one of those movies that it combines horror with... Like Ghostbusters, combines horror and com uh, a comedy so expertly and Chris when I don't know about you but that is really it's like watching a good horror movie it's like a roller coaster they bring you up then they bring you down then they bring mm -hmm. you up then you bring you down and what better way to bring you down from that that high of that that terror than making you laugh oh and yeah it disarms you right and then when you get to the jump scares it makes it all the more frightening oh, okay um yeah, okay. no, I agree. Next on my list, I actually just watched this last night with the missus, Sleepy Hollow. Now, you're talking with Johnny Depp. Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. I love that. That is such a good telling. Now, for me, it has a special place in my heart because I'm actually from that area. So we all know that story. And, and actually, the little town of Sleepy Hollow puts on the Headless Horseman Fest. Really? Yes. Yeah, so, like, every night, there's, like, this big giant parade, and a guy comes out as the Headless Horseman with a flaming pumpkin in his hand oh, that's and great. you know you go on on the sleepy hollow trail i mean the bridge that covered bridge mm -hmm. is still there i mean it's the town is actually called terry pound but in like the early 80s they actually changed it to sleepy hollow so that way they can make more money perfect perfect so um next on my list uh throwing some love is that my man Zack snyder yeah no i give you this Zack snyder's dawn of the dead that remake. was the scariest zombie movie that like i i loved it I loved it. That, that scared I, the hell out of me. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. And, and Snyder, yeah. I may I may give you shit about Batman v Superman, yeah. but you crushed it with yeah. this zombie flick. Nope. I agree. I mean, sir, I salute you for that. Um, I, I'm kind of going on a little bit of a zombie run now. Okay? Yeah, so yeah, here you next go. One, Evil Dead. Yeah. Evil that Dead. That was one that, as soon as I saw it on your list, I was like, ah, I forgot that. It, it's just, you know, it's a... It's a bad movie. It's just a bad movie, but it's a good. You know, and you've got like the thing. And they have it's the camera, so and he's running through the yard. Oh, and it's just going through the it's yard. It's just Sam Raimi running through the forest <laughs> with a camera, but it works. Yeah, it just works because he has that creepy noise in the background. Yeah, I love that. Man. Um, yeah, yeah. So e Evil Dead, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Dogs can look up. Shaun. <laughs> All right, fine, but dogs can look up. Yeah. It is love that movie. Oh, it is it is so great. Where he has got to kill his mom's boyfriend. All right, we'll go to mom's house, kill Richard, sorry, then go back <laughs> to the Winchester and wait for all this to blow over. Just blow over. Look, no, it's all right. It's not this end of the world. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. The part where they're stumbling out of the bar. <laughs> 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 
Oh, you know the part I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Um, next on my list, another John Carpenter flick, John Carpenter's The Fog. That was a creepy movie because you didn't know what was happening, and, like, they give this weather element basically kind of a life of its own. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, and, and also, I mean, yeah, you can't board up stuff. You can't do a bunch of stuff. But it's it's, it's pretty, a good ghost story. Yes. It's a really, it's, a, it's an awesome, yeah. I completely recommend yeah. it to you. Um, and because I was looking at my list and I was feeling kind of like an old fart because all of these movies yeah, were yeah. all, you know, more you than to do a new movie. Old. I want to do a new movie. So I had The Conjuring. Scary movie. The, that movie. Scary movie. I will, I will not watch that movie at night. Call nope. me, call me a pussy, call me whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but I'm a pussy who's going to be watching that movie right. in the daylight because up the park that freaks me out the most, Chris. Do you remember where um, they're hearing the banging coming? Oh, yeah. The wardrobe. Yeah. And she goes over to the wardrobe and she looks at it. And it's like, we're, our direction, our, we're all looking at the wardrobe door. And then the camera pans up and you see the witch at the top yeah. of the wardrobe and she jumps down. I was like, holy shit. James gotta, pooped himself. I got to change my pants. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, man. So let's get Chris. So here. My, top, my, top movies to watch at Halloween, man. All right, so like I told you, so I went with my number one. All right, is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Now that was the Disney short that they did. Oh yeah, you know where they got the little bee bopping along. Narrated and, by Bing Crosby. Yes, it's yeah. so good. Oh, it's and delightful. I loved it. Yeah, as a kid, that was something that I had to watch. But also, I will say Sleepy Hollow with with Hunter, and I love that. Sure, sure. Um, number two, number two is kind of an oddity. It was a really cool story that I read as a kid, and then I found out that they had done a cartoon on it, and I watched it actually in my Spanish class of all places. And I loved it. It is Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree. Oh. And it is so cool. And it is narrated by Mr. Ray Bradbury himself. Oh, awesome. And one of the main characters, Mr. Monstroud, is played by the late, great Leonard Nimoy. Oh. And basically what it is is these group of kids are getting ready for Halloween and there's this one kid who's the leader of their group and his name is Pip. And Pip, he can run faster than any kid, jump higher, sing louder, you know, fight harder than... He's the quintessential kid that every kid wants to be like. They all are getting ready, like I said, for, for Halloween. Mm -hmm. And they're all going to meet at Pip's house. Mm -hmm. they, they've all decided, you know, uh, they all meet in the middle... Actually, they all meet in the middle of the street. They've all got their costumes on. One's a witch, one's a mummy, one's a gargoyle, one's a skeleton. Literally, the kid's name is Jack Skeleton. <laughs> so okay. he's like, Jack, he literally says, he goes, Jack Skeleton, with a name like this on Halloween, you are one of the luckiest kids on Earth. I wonder if uh, Tim Burton uh, you know, right, ripped is, it off. Is rip, ripping that off, yeah. Jack so, Skeleton. but what happens is, they come to the middle of the road where all of their houses meet, and Pip's not there. They go to his house... And apparently his family, like, decorates for Halloween, like, decorates for Halloween. And they're like, where are the gargoyles hanging from the roof? Where's this? Where's that? Where are the pumpkins? Where's all that? And they go around and there's a piece of paper and it says, uh, sorry, guys, I can't make it to Halloween. Something's wrong about my appendix. You know, I have to go to the hospital. So they're taking Pip to the hospital. Aww. Well, as they're walking, they, they go and they're like, all right, well, Pip wants us to start. Well, they start to go through the woods and they see Pip. And they're like, what, what is this kid doing here? And they start chasing him. Well, they chase him to this old, rickety, haunted house. Mm -hmm. Mr. Monstroud's house. And you meet Mr. Monstroud, and he goes in the backyard, and he looks, and there's this giant, massive tree. But in the tree 
are all these pumpkins attached to the tree, and they're all lit up. And you see Pip climbing the tree, and he finds the pumpkin that looks like him. And he falls off the tree, and he ends up flying away. Well, they have to chase after him. So they each are chasing him, but what's kind of neat is they go to, like, the first place they go to is Salem. Because Mr. Monstrat wants to teach them why they dress like that, why, what their Halloween is about. Hmm. So, like, the first one, they go to the, um, Salem. Mm-hmm. They talk about the witches and all this kind of stuff. The next one, they go to Egypt and what Egypt would have done for their Halloween, their Day of the Dead. They go... It's to, educational. Yeah, they go to, to they go to Spain and see uh, Dios de los Muertes, ah. and you know um, ah, we've they go thank you and they go to France and they see the gargoyles and everything like that and it's just an awesome story. It is something that I recommend if somebody okay. gets a chance to sit down and actually watch. Um, number three, number three, no best movies on earth, but I love this movie. Gwen won't even watch it with me. She literally tells me she goes, "That is the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my life," and I refuse to watch it. And that would be Mr. Ernest is scared stupid. <laughs> Ernest is fighting trolls. Know what I mean? Know what I mean, Vern? Know what I mean? Hey, Vern. So hey, Vern. I love this movie. It is so dumb, but I fucking love it. Rest uh, in peace, Mr. Jim Barney. All right. Number four. We already talked about it. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Number five. Corpse Bride. It, oh, yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. Tim Burton movie, and it has to do with dead people. Absolutely. And so I thought it was very fitting. Perfect. Um, number six. It's another Tim Burton movie can watch it two times a year. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, perfect. And, you know, somebody has asked Tim Burton, they said, is this a Halloween movie or is this a Christmas movie? You know what he says? Oh, it's a Halloween movie. Really? Because it more takes place at Halloween than it does Christmas. Oh, okay. All right. So I he believes that it's, it's for that. All right. Um, number seven. This, another one, is an all-time favorite of mine. My, my family and I would sit down and watch this movie. And this is an older, classic movie. It's Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh, yes. And what's cool with the yes. fr- that one is not only is Frankenstein in it, but we have Lon Chaney as the Wolfman. Wolfman. Bella Lugosi as Dracula. Dracula. You know, Glenn Strange as the Frankenstein monster. I mean, these are the universal, like, hard-hitting, you know, this, stars. This was the Avengers before there was yes. the Avengers. I remember watching this as a kid. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Shared universe. Shared yeah. universe. So they were all there. Uh, number eight. Young Frankenstein. I, it's Frankenstein. Is it Froderick Frankenstein? <laughs> when you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion fits? Blue! Alright. Number nine is actually a, a two-part movie. Okay. Alright. Um... I put the original Dracula slash Bram Stoker's Dracula they redid in the 90s. So, so the original with Bela Lugosi yes. and then the remake. Yes. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Now, now the original I love because it's classic, you know, it's black and white and, you know, Bela Lugosi's a scary dude. He's downright eerie, He's you like know. six foot two or something. So he's a tall dude. Scary, scary. But that fun, fun fact about that. Did you know he barely spoke any English? Oh, I'm not when surprised. They, when they filmed that movie, he, he hardly even knew what he was saying. Wow. Yeah. Well, and then, like I said, Bram Stoker's Dracula that I did with Gary Oldman as Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Is that movie good? And but it's also kind of weird because. You know, you got Jonathan and Mina Harker. It's played by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and then freaking... Um, you, got, you got Bill and... Uh, uh, and uh, uh, what's her Lydia. name? Lydia. Lydia from Beetlejuice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you look at it and you're like, 
No wonder he was in love with her. And, and Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony Hopkins plays Von Helsing. Von Helsing. And you would look at it and you're like, this this is this has got to be terrible. Good God, is that movie good? And it's scary. Like, when you, when, when the wolf, when Mina walks out and he's got Lucy and he's the, the bat monster thing. And yeah. he's like eating. You're like, I remember watching that at night as a kid and I'm like, oh, no, 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 flash forward. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, Number 10, I, I'm going to change things around. All right. Uh, so now I technically have 16 because I have to add this to my top 10. Bonus round. It is Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Oh, yeah. Let yeah. me tell you something. Town full of vampires. I had an older brother who absolutely loved watching horror movies at night in the dark. The Ogre. Yes, The Ogre. So he he loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then he'd be such a dick. He'd be like, hey, you want to watch it? And I'm like, I want to watch a movie. And then they've got these fucking vampires. And like this kid moves to this town and he's friends with this kid. And then the kids end up dying by the vampire. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, literally on his window, he's hearing. And he kind of opens it a little bit. And there's his friend still in a suit. And he's floating. And he looks at me and goes, let me in. Come on, Timmy, let me in. Let me in. And he's like, no, no, no. And he's like, let me in. And he has this little model of a um, of the town. He has a cemetery. He breaks off the, the cross on the cemetery. He puts it up to the window. And the kid just screams and just vanishes. And I'm just like. What the hell is wrong with this place? This and is some scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what happens. I'm happy. I'm glad I grabbed my razor blades. <laughs> so anyway, you see anything I know that was. So, but then in the end, like he's trying to escape out of the house and all the vampires are coming through this tunnel and chasing after him. Scary fucking movie. Right, 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 right. All right. So, uh, number 11. Number 11. I did another twofer. I did the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney. Oh, that, of course. Just of course. a classic movie. Absolutely. And you learn about, oh, that, that's the leader of the damn vampires. <laughs> he looks like Nosferatu and he scared the shit out of me. We've got YouTube up while we're recording. Sorry. Oh, look, he's got Lon Chaney's werewolf in there. I'm, I'm distracting Chris so, with a shiny object. <laughs> so, like I said, the original tells you the great story. But then the other one I did is the new one that we did with PCL Del I never saw that. Let me tell you, they they tried to redo the original, and it was never as good as the original. However, it is amazing. I loved it. I really? think I'm like the only person in the world who loved this movie. I have it. I'll let you borrow it. Well, you know what? If you love it, then that's fits good. That's why right. you enjoy it. So, number 12. Ready? I'm ready. Monster Squad. Oh, yeah. You gotta have the Monster Squad, Wolfman's man. Wolfman's got nards. That's right. And I kicked Wolfman in his nards. <laughs> Um, number 13, I did Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I haven't seen that. You may also It is a terrible movie, yeah, I but was, I love it. I was going to say, you may be also the only person that yeah, loves yeah. that. Uh, number 14, Hocus Pocus. You have oh, to watch that movie in Halloween. I, there's rumors that they're going to make a second one. You but, know what? You know. Yeah, uh, my mom watches that movie every year, yeah. and it, yeah. is the, it, is, it is the quintessential... Kids number 15, we already talked about. It. I put the Ghostbusters. And number 16, it's something that you always have to have, which is it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Oh, of course. But look at this. Look at this kid. He is terrifying. I'm uh, sorry, guys. We're back on Salem's lot for a minute. Yeah, he's he, got like these piercing yellow eyes. He's pretty. Yeah, and he is literally a vampire. You can tell this kid is a fucking vampire. It's, it's pretty freaky. It's pretty freaky. Can I amend your list? Since yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to add one to your list. Yeah, go ahead. Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Oh, okay. See, there you go. I watch that every year. Hey. Every year. Garfield and Odie going out trick-or-treating. 
Getting into trouble. Getting into trouble. Whew. All right. All right. Wow. I'm going to add one more. I'll add one more. Do it. It's, I believe it's a Stephen King movie. Silver Bullet. Yeah. With the kid in the wheelchair. Very, and he's got like this badass wheelchair. Very good werewolf movie. I'm going to add one to that. The Howling. Oh, see? There we go. So this could just go on and on but and yeah, on. But yeah, scary fucking movie, man. Scary. Salem's Lot. You guys want to get the hell scared out of you? Watch 1979's Salem's Lot. Watch some Salem's Lot. <laughs> Um, and then they made a second one, Return to Salem's Lot. Where would you go back? I don't know, but apparently no they didn't sense. have enough. Um, all right, man. What do, you, what do you want? We are way over. Yeah, let's, so, let's do a call to action. All right. Call to action. Call to action. This folks. is where we need you guys. All right. So I don't know where my Jack Burton, Jack Burton, John Wayne came out. Nice. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. <laughs> all right. Actually, they say that in the comic. Do they? Awesome. Yes. Um, all right. So here's some upcoming events, guys. Uh Halloween Comic Fest 2016. What? What? We got free comics. Yes. We got free candy. Yes. You got to come to Vieira Comics. And bring money. Bring money, but but not for the comics and not for the candy. That's right. Because you're going to get that free. Um, on Saturday, October 29th, they're going to be giving away oodles. That is the actual quote. That is the unit of measurement that they're using. You know, he oodles. literally told us, uh, Pete said, we're giving away oodles. He literally put the word oodles in there. Not a slowed. Nope. Not a lot. Nope. Oodles. Oodles. Oodles of free comics and candy. Plus, there's going to be a costume contest at 4.30 hosted by Mr. Jason Burgos from Make Em Laugh's Films. Okay. Uh, prizes for the best costumes for kids and adults. Uh, the best part is, is that there's going to be uh, another one of their raffles that day. They always give away some of the best stuff. Like last time, they gave away an uh, Iron Man statue that was worth like 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the door prizes are just are, are yeah. fantastic. Pete actually, is really good about treating Actually, the last one they did on Batman Day, he gave away a Batman black and white statue. Oh, awesome. So, I mean, those are at least $70 to $80 a piece. So, uh, we're also going to have some authors there. Uh, we're going to have Miss Jamie Engel and uh, D. Ryan Gish. They're going to be signing their new books. Plus, we're going to have artist Joshua Menendez from Yoki Cube. He's going to be showing off his work and doing sketches for you. That's going to be a fun time. It's going to be great. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., which I think you need that much time to cram yeah. no, that you much really do. fun in. At Vieira Comics, again, that's October 29th, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., Halloween Comic Fest. If you're in the neighborhood, get your ass down on there. <laughs> um, uh, next, at our, our friends at Vieira Comics, again, uh, on November 12th from 2 to 6, there's going to be a comic book signing. We're going to have uh, John Prother. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Prother. I mean, it doesn't look like it could be any other way. We actually might get a chance to interview him, Chris, so oh, he can correct us. This would be great. Uh, creator and writer of Rochelle the Teenage Cockroach. Uh, I'm going to check this out. I, I had never heard of it before. So okay. I, I love the chance to get exposed to new things. Um, and then artist, also from uh, Rochelle the Teenage Cockroach, but also Transformers, Death's Head, and, and many other books. Uh, Mr. Del Barras. Oh, I don't know cool. If it's, if it's, uh, I think it's Barras. Barras, or uh, yeah. if you, you know, for those of you who say habla español. So what is this about? What is what is Rochelle, the uh, teenage cockroach? The series chronicles a teenage superhero born to a human mother, but with the combined DNA of a cockroach, enabling her with numerous cockroach-like abilities. Like she ain't dying? No, well, kind of like if I see her, I'm going to scream like a little girl and run the other way. What, does she have, like, a brother named Palmetto? Like the Palmetto bug? Because they're not technically cockroaches. Palmetto. Huh? Did you just come up with that now, sir? I don't know. You are brilliant. 
All right. Winner. Um, when is it? And then uh, that's going to be on November 12th from 2 to 6 p.m. And where's it going to be? It's going to be at our buddy, Vieira Comics. That is our place, man. So get your ass to get your ass. Get your ass to Vieira Comics. I want you to get down there, and then I want you to get your ass to Mars. And then the last thing, you need to bring money. <laughs> He's Jesus. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. All right. Man. Well, apparently, James has had enough, but... Make sure you guys email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Is there anything you want us to talk about or anything you want to talk about? Like I said, this is a discussion. We love to talk to you guys. We, we want to be back and forth. That way we know that uh, somebody's actually listening to us and it's not just us just uh, talking to ourselves. Um, also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Make sure you like us on SoundCloud. Make sure you like us on YouTube. Is there another one? There? Instagram. And Instagram. Look at that. See, I don't normally do that, so this is kind of neat that I'm, I'm kind of going you, into that see, world. It's not easy. You see what I mean? It's, it's not easy to keep track of all of that. Um, all right. Well, June Squad, this is all the time we have for this spooky edition of the Just Us Nerds podcast. We hope you'll join us next time as we discuss comics, movies, and everything in between. Until then, remember to stay out of the basement. Don't fall asleep. Don't feed the mogwai after midnight. Don't have premarital sex when you're supposed to be babysitting. And of course, when someone asks you if you're a god, you You say say yes! yes!